2: Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin, Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit livenation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. When you
3: buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back.
1: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is KJ Live yeah! with Chris Johnson. And Chris
4: is having conversations with influencers in the sports world and entertainment industry. Hey, hey.
5: Now here's Chris Johnson.
6: Good afternoon, everyone. This is Chris Johnson. You are now tuned in to KJ Live. Today's guest On this show, three-time NBA champion executive, two-time NBA executive of the year, the president of basketball operations and general manager of the Golden State Warriors, none other than Bob Myers is in the building. Bob,
5: what's going on, man? It's uh, it's a pleasure and honor, my friend. I uh, never thought I'd be doing a podcast with you.
6: No, I mean, it's a long day. It's a long way from our days back at UCLA lockers next to each other. And That's right. y- you always complained about stuff I was doing in life, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll touch on that in a little bit. Yeah, uh. get to that later. Uh, <laughs> We'll touch on that yeah. a little bit, Bob. So so I wanted to start the show off like I do with all of our guests. Okay. We want to give our audience and our listeners an idea of who the person is, the foundation that made the man or the woman for that matter. because I've had female guests on the show into mm-hmm. the person they are today. Um, I just want to know where you're born city, the neighborhood, and how did that community impact you and sort of who you are today?
5: Um, so yeah, born and raised East Bay. We were joking before I came on. I I was a warriors fan growing up. So that's, uh, that's a little known fact or maybe well-known. I grew up, uh, to, in a nutshell, Chris white middle-class, you know, basic, basic two parents, parents still together, 50 years married. And, uh, backyard with a basketball hoop and a pool and you know why is that relevant it's not really um, the longer I've lived the more I appreciate the saneness of my upbringing the normalcy the more people I meet even when you want to talk about the locker we're skipping a step but sit next to you and and judging how you would act after practice and who you were I've realized like that's not fair um, because I presumed you were raised like I was, which was dumb, right? That was naive. But knowing you now and stuff we've never even talked about, um, I, I have a better understanding of people and you, and, and kind of like for me to think people get to have what I had is, is really um, pretty dumb on my part. So I had, for the people listening, I didn't have, you know, nothing was given to me professionally, and I wasn't born into a bunch of wealth. But sure. as far as a chance to succeed in life, I had that, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 having gone into places like San Quentin and played with those guys and basketball, and seeing hearing a little bit about their upbringing makes you really um, appreciate what I have, and it also wakes you up to life in that what I had is not. You know, my my idea of normal, many people don't have that.
6: But Bob, you only know what you know, you know, so you you can't blame, you can't blame people like yourself that grew up a certain way because that's where you live. Just like you can't blame
5: folks that grew up, you know, on the other side of town. That's just how they get blamed, Chris. That's the difference, though. They get blamed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and we can go down at a different time. But sure, sure. that's where I I agree with you. But but you may have a better understanding of that than I even do. You may not blame them. But speaking from like what I the stuff I'm around, like people yeah. do understand, like mm-hmm. when we give a prisoner a chance to former inmate that to call our game. I don't know if you saw um, we song? led a guy that came out of San Quentin, which was okay. which was great. Um, a lot of people wouldn't say it publicly, but we're going, why would you do that? Why would you help? a ex Why would you help a convict get, get a start back in life? There's many people that would say that and judge, like, why would you help somebody? And, and somebody asked me, I said, why can't anybody get a second chance or a third? Yeah, you know. So, anyways, yeah, we're going off the script, but okay. but any that my upbringing matters for that reason. That's all. Yeah.
6: And, and, at what point, growing up in Danville, did you fall in love with the game of basketball? Because I know you're you're you know you did a bunch of stuff. You're an athlete, Bob. Yeah. Did you start loving? Yeah,
5: the game? yeah. I mean, not like you. I, I, um, I love basketball. Uh, and, and I basketball, even to this day, I don't know how you feel. I know you love basketball too. If I'm driving anywhere or walking or on a bike and I see the game being played by a 10 year old, a 30 year old, a 50 year old inside, outside, I have to look. Yeah. Right. I'm like an alcoholic like that. (laughs) Like if an alcoholic (laughs) sees a drink, they're just drawn to it, you know? So for me, I would pull over. If I could, if I had a life where I could just stop and jump in every pickup game that existed in the world, I would pull over and I would do it for free and I would do it as long as I could. Um, so basketball is the one pure known of my life. Like the only thing I've ever known cold was that I love basketball. And, and I think that won't change and that hasn't changed. For me, it, it's a little harder, Chris, in the position I'm in to just love it purely. Yeah. I know too much. Yeah, It's like if you and I went to watch a movie and you directed it and produced it and starred in it you can't watch it the same way I can i walk out and i go chris that you're unbelievable and you go yeah but they didn't pay me as much that i was supposed to get paid and they cut out that one yeah, scene this and, part that oh, part right yeah. yeah like i wouldn't have done a different <laughs> ending it would have been better yeah so i can't watch the game at least the pro game that's why when we can talk about UCLA i my best moments of just happiness was watching UCLA this year yeah cuz i didn't have a say in who they recruited and what plays cronin was calling i i didn't want to know i just want to watch So basketball my whole life um long back as i can remember i've loved the game
6: the bruins were unbelievable this year and we're going to talk about them um a little bit later what, what i read a story somewhere where you were actually trying to follow someone's footsteps in rowing somewhere mm-hmm. and then lav got with you <laughs> and said hey yeah. maybe
5: you know you can help us here talk about yeah how you got yeah. introduced to ucla basketball yeah so i didn't my um AAU was just starting, right? I mean, you might've played in it, but down in the Bay Area up here. It was new. It was was pretty new, right? And so and so was the internet. It was non-existent really. So I wasn't very good until my senior year. I was okay my senior year of high school. And I played in like a local all-star game. And the coach of a Diablo Valley Junior College said, hey, I wasn't getting recruited anywhere. He said, hey, you want to play for us? If you play for us, and play well, maybe I could get you into Oregon State or some, some, some Pac-12. And I said, you know, look, i I got good grades. I don't want to go to junior college. I just want to go to college. If I could mm-hmm. play basketball, great. So I went and visited a bunch of schools and even some Ivy Leagues and looked at them and other schools and said, maybe I can play basketball here. But nobody looked at my tapes or nobody cared, which was fine. So I decided I was going to pick the school I want to go to and, and forget about basketball. Mm-hmm. So I was touring around UCLA's athletic department with my dad. And my brother was a rower at university of Washington up there in Seattle. Okay. So I thought, you know, I'd like to do something in college. Maybe I'll try that. I'd never done it. And <laughs> I stumbled upon Lavin. You know, stumbled. Lavin, Lavin. Where, where'd you, you know, see Lavin at? We're in on the, cubicle, the cubicle, which they don't even have, they'd totally redone, you know, the athletic department. Um, but he had a picture of John Wooden. Um, because Lav was an assistant at Purdue. You remember a graduate assistant? Of
6: course.
5: And he was assistant for Gene Kitty. John Wooden attended Purdue or played at Purdue, I think. And um, my dad went to Purdue. So we were walking and we saw Lav. And, and Lav, you know Lav, he, he starts up a conversation with whoever's walking by. <laughs> what are you guys doing here? And I said, I was walking around, you know. And my dad said, You, Purdue. I went there. And he said, John Wooden. And then Lav said, What are you? What are you? Are you going to school here? And I said, Yeah. And I said, um, you know, yeah, I'm looking for the recruit coach, rowing. He said, I don't even know if we have that program here. And I said, well, he said, it might be a club sport. And a club sport, people listening, is it's not really affiliated with the school. They just have a tangential relationship, but it's not really school-sponsored. In-
6: in- intermural or a little a step above? Uh, it's
5: not intermural. It's a little step above. It's in between okay. that, right? Okay. In between. Okay. So he said, what about basketball? Because I'm 6'6". Six, six. And I said, I don't think I could play here. And, and I, he said, what do you mean? Because if you look at a guy and he's 6'6 and he I look more athletic than I'm not athletic. I'm I'm not unathletic, but I'm not athletic. Just to being honest. And don't don't correct me there. Because I know what I am and what i am not. You can dunk, but you can yeah, dunk yeah, Okay, but that's nothing special for somebody that's six. Anyways, let's just move <laughs> off my athleticism. So 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 I said, um, I said the last he said, I said, what if I was a manager? Like, could I manage on the team? And he said, Well, yeah, but Why don't you try to walk on? And I said, uh, well, I don't think I can play. I don't, you know, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not. This is the best basketball school I got into. Right. Like this is the lead. If I wanted to play basketball, walk on, I would have picked any other school. Yeah. I, I basically gave up. I said, I'm gonna go to UCLA. They're the best basketball school by far. I just want to go to school in L.A. So you had walk, no on.
6: intention, Bob. You had no none, even none, inkling, not none, one none, inkling. No.
5: Chris, none, none. Okay. Okay. So, so then he says, walk on. And then I said, okay. And he said, you can condition with the team. And you were, you were a year younger, so you weren't there. So what we did was for a month, and you know my personality, and we could do a long podcast. For a month, I conditioned with Ed and all these, Charles and Cameron and all these guys. But I didn't talk to anybody and I wasn't in a recruiting class with anybody. You know, Charles and Cam, and, you know, their deuce and the whole deal. <laughs> I, was, I was like, you know, I don't know what I was. I don't think they cared about me one way or the other. I was just there, and I wasn't talking to anybody. I wasn't bothering anybody. Yeah. So, But my buddies that I went to college with, anybody I ran into, was asking me, like, where are you going? I said, I'm going to condition with the basketball team. And they'd say, what? <laughs> You're not going to play basketball at UCLA. And I kind of said, well, I probably not, but I figure I'll try. And they said, "This is." They kind of laugh at me, it, 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 like a friend would, like Chris. What are you doing? Yeah. But, but not mean spirited. Just kind of like you're wasting your time, man. Like this is UCLA, and I didn't push back. I was like, maybe, but let's, you know, may, I might, maybe I could walk on. Yeah. Long story, I try out, and Herrick shows up, our coach, and it's it's in men's gym. No, sorry, the wooden center, and there's like 30, 40 guys, and there's one spot, and and we watch for a little while, and I'm just the tallest guy there, right? I'm sick. There's nobody six six. Decent because those guys play basketball somewhere, like they go to school, to play basketball. Yeah, Herrick watched it for 10 minutes and he gets up from his chair. You know him, calls me over, congratulations, son. And then, and then I didn't know what he was taught, I couldn't process what he just told me, which was I basically made the team as a right. walk on. I didn't tell my parents, I didn't tell anybody because I didn't believe it. I thought this is some kind of joke. Um, but yeah, it was real. And then, and then I found out they were gonna let me travel, and I think. What makes it interesting to me in hindsight, Chris, is when something's unexpected or you achieve something that you didn't think possible, yeah. there's a level of appreciation. Like I look at somebody like you, you got recruited, I don't know how many different schools. you just knew you were going to play basketball in college. You knew you were probably concerned about what number you're going to have and what shoot, you know, I had it, I had it from a basic level. Like I get to play basketball with these wow. great players yeah. and my first practice, I was scared. Yeah. And it wasn't football, right? It's basketball. I wasn't yeah. going to get beat up, but I was scared. Yeah. And I remember it. And, and the players were so much more athletic and faster and stronger and better. That, but, you know, over time, I became, you know, decent, right? Like, okay, yeah. enough to kind of help the team a little bit. And, uh, you know, and why, we played why, one-on-one in the post.
6: Why? Why <laughs> – why do you think that was, Bob? Like what what about your mentality? Because a lot of guys could have been thrown in that position and just wilted. Cause you know how we were. I know, you yeah. know, I'd go at you. Yeah. It's a lot of talking, <laughs> it's a lot of disrespectful stuff going out there on the court. So some guys, you know, aren't going to be able yeah. to take that. You know, what did mm-hmm. how did you prepare yourself mentally to deal with the of the the high-level athletes like that on the court competing against them?
5: Yeah. Well, I think I just had to. This sounds cliche, but I just had to do the best I could like in life I think we're most pleased when we give our best effort right if you're being honest with yourself you fail a test you don't get a job as long as you know you kind of left it out there a game that's why players I think always have it the best even the position I'm in now because they get to compete yeah you know they get to lose and they get to be spent on the court and they put it out there so when I put it out there in practice but the things I love too was like even you I got to play basketball and I always remember how good you were. And how 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 the touch you had around the rim and your hands and your ability to move. And just to just to be around somebody that was that good at something I loved was was something for me. You know, was something for me to be like, I'm getting to play with these guys. And when you surround yourself with people that are that much better than you, inevitably you you'll get better. Yeah. So that was the fun thing. It was never about starting or playing. It was like, I'm getting better at something I love. That was the joy. That that's
6: that's amazing. I didn't even know that part of it to where you started off conditioning i thought it was already a done deal on the wall and i didn't know you had to earn it and so now it helps me understand looking back on it just your whole disposition towards everything yeah man it was a trip because bob you remember you used to leave when you're taking that one economics class or something yeah remember you used to like leave
5: halfway through practice yeah Yeah. Yeah. i remember i remember i think i was the only guy on the team that knew I wasn't going to the nba like that i remember i remember i would bring my books to the cuz you'd be working out pre pre practice and yeah, yeah. and then i'd be like reading my big whatever the hell book it was economics and and you'd be like what are you doing and i'd say chris chris i'm not going to make a career in basketball like i know it it's over true story uh, and so but anyways it was uh yeah man i it was great, though. Fun times, man. Good times. Good times. We,
6: we, 90, we won a championship in 95 together, but 94, I wanted to just touch on a moment that happened after you were on the team that lost to Tulsa uh, in the locker room. I know Ed was pretty disappointed. Talk about just how 94 sort of catapulted the momentum of UCLA basketball. The end of 94 catapulted us into 95 in the run that we eventually went on.
5: Yeah, I mean, people, Ed O'Bannon is one of my favorite people, um, you know him, Chris, and I think you probably feel the same way yeah. in the world yeah. because of his humility, right? And his great talent. Like what a Ed, um, soft-spoken, nice heart, like great human being, giving all the things that are pretty hard to find these days or mm-hmm. in any day. But we that championship run in 95 started in, at halftime in 1994 of the loss to Tulsa. Like yeah. that. That's when it started, and I know you weren't there, but you would have loved it because we go through life, and I'm old enough. Like top five most vivid memories was him at and halftime, and and literally the people in life, like you're, you know, you've lived now, and we've seen things and done things. It's the it's the soft spoken ones you got to be a little careful around. It's the ones that don't raise their voice yeah. very often, and yeah. Ed was that, and he did. And oh my God! So so, what happens is at halftime the coaches they huddle, as you know, and then they talk about what they're going to tell the team, and then they come in. So the team's in there alone for a minute at halftime of even the NBA. Mm-hmm. So so that's the moment where you'd yell at me and Sam and fucking idiot, like why did you why did you get that rebound? That's when all that shit's happening. Yeah, yeah. So Ed 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 came in and and picked up a chair. And just fired it across the room and, and, and was like, I can't effing go back to LA. I can't I'm embarrassed. And we were down 20 and half, right? Yeah. And we were at four and they were at thirteen, I think. Yeah, I remember. Uh, no, we yeah, that's right, that's right. And uh, so it was bad. And and so, but here's the the point of it was, and then the coaches started walking in and they just stopped and walked out. Because they knew this, this moment needed to happen, mm-hmm. like, without them in there. Like, they needed to let this moment happen. Mm-hmm. And it was 10 minutes of Ed just embarrassed. like At the highest level of pure, like, frustration, rage, mm-hmm. passion. Um, and it wasn't against every – it was him, too. Like, he was owning the failure mm-hmm. in the moment. Like, not just you did this, you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And it was the truth, right? That team had a softness to it that that got exposed yeah. bottom line like and, and a lot of people don't want to hear the truth but we did and so for me you came the following year yeah and when he made sure he was first in every sprint and he made sure he didn't miss a practice and he made sure his team won every drill that championship run and you were there when we were down against Missouri in Boise right we were down one point and 4.8 seconds, everybody knows what Tyus did, second round of the tournament. So one time in my life where I actually thought, professionally at least, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Like this team can't lose right now. Yeah,
6: Yeah.
5: this can't happen. Like this cannot happen, like this makes no sense. Like everything I've learned in my entire life about doing things the right way, acting the right way, putting the work in, failing, then succeeding. In that moment when we were down, I I I could not fathom we're going to lose. This is going to be the end of our season. And I know a lot of people say that. Like, there's other people that, that played college, but something didn't go the way it was supposed to go. Yeah. But this one, for real, and you were there. Um, and then, obviously, Tyus makes a shot and we win it. But it was all part of, like I said, the, the one-yard line going the other way on the field was halftime at, at Tulsa in 94. Yeah,
6: and then in 95, the culture was already set. You yeah. like basketball – when I arrived, you know, it was, a, it was a hierarchy, and you just knew what time it was around there. Fox
1: Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With Lucky Land slots,
0: you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time.
0: No,
4: Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I
0: pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus, and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn. Alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
6: What was your favorite memory of just, not necessarily during the season, but of our championship celebration?
5: <laughs> What's your favorite memory? Of the- I remember. I, and look, L.A., you know, you're you're an L.A., you know, born and <laughs> raised guy. Uh, L.A. loves a winner, man. Yeah. They don't, love, they don't love much else, but they love a winner. <laughs> and so they treat, winning, they treat you like royalty if you win. I there's not many better places to win in, in L.A., maybe New York, too. Right. But yeah. I remember not going to class. And my cl- not, to, n- not to knock on anybody else, but my classes were real. I had to show up. I, I, I couldn't yeah. just not show up for class. Yeah, for sure. And so I remember walking into class. The this, this class had started three weeks ago, and I hadn't been there. And I walked in, and, and I remember just being like embarrassed, probably hungover, or whatever. And the teacher said, in front of the whole class, he's like, "I was wondering if you were going to show up. Wondering when you were going to show up." Like, and they, but he started laughing. He said it in a nice way, you know. Yeah, yeah. But our, that was my moment of like, this is big time in life. You don't often get to kind of float around, like you don't get to do whatever you want to do and break all the rules and kind of be that. It was one time in my life. It was kind of like I get to not be responsible for a little while. Like I I'm not good at that, you know? Yeah. I'm not good. I get to kind of do whatever the hell I want for two weeks. And obviously we did. We all did. Yeah. So that was my, I mean, there wasn't one, you know, we went on the TV show, did the Disney parade, and yeah, but Jane for little. me, it was all of it combined, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we, we we all of the whole thing and doing it with the team and doing it, that's what people don't get. When you talk about what it means to win a championship, it's the bond that we have. That's it. Because nobody can touch that, right? Nobody can take that. I see you. I see Toby. I see Coach Herrick. I see anybody, the people that were there, Ed, Charles, all Tyus. That's ours. That's not the listeners. That's ours. And in life, you don't get too many of those type of things where nobody can mess with it. Because people are always messing with how you should feel and how you should act and what you should do. That's us and so that was probably my favorite part of it
6: absolutely absolutely those are memories I'll hold on to the rest of my life man just the moments with us the drive to the movie premiere the you know the ride Mm -hmm. back from the Jay Leno show you -hmm. know those experiences on the bus man are the ones you always will remember I want to talk about how your experience with Arn, your experience at Wasserman for 14 years as one of the top agents in the game how did that prepare you for the, for, to be elevated to the GM of the Warriors after only a year? Um, cause you went in April, 2000, uh, what was it? 2011, April, 2012. Mm-hmm. You got, you got, yeah. did yeah. that stuff with Arn and Wasserman and that experience
5: prepare you any, or is it not even a, related? No, no, hundred percent. It prepared me. I mean, I think, uh, it, so much of it prepared me. There's a life of the NBA is not real. Like right? it's not people. This is a different world you know, it's almost like being on a movie set all the time. It's not relatable. So when you're talking about the business of it, there's so much money and a star you've been around stars, right? In your Mm -hmm. life, whether it's an actor, they're different, man. And it's not, it's nothing against that, but like the way we treat celebrities, athletes, it's not their fault. They're different. So, so why do I bring that up? There's a relatability, there's a way to communicate, there's an empathy, there's an understanding, there's wealth, there's all these things that growing up in the agent side of things immersed me in kind of like, what is this world? How does this world move? If that makes sense. I mean, obviously, it moves a lot with money. Uh, Arn was great because he was relentless and he was smart. And so I got to learn these traits of he, he, (laughs) I mean, Arn taught me you don't wait for a return phone call, right? I, I was never understood that. Like, if I called up. you and it, you follow right. up. D- yeah, right. Did Chris call you back? No, I called him yet. Arn be like, why didn't you call him today? I said, well, he didn't call. What are you talking about? Did you reach? I told you to get a hold of him. I didn't tell you to leave a message. I told you to talk to him. And so I learned that no boss demanding or, or, or successful wants a reason why you didn't do something. They want you to do what they told you to do. Mm-hmm and being young and having to call Jerry West and ask him if he would consider t- taking Jelani McCoy in the second round. And he didn't call me back. And I got to call Jerry West back, even though he didn't call him. Isn't he, does he really want to talk to me? Like, why aren't I bothering him? Yeah. Uh, so I had to learn the, the part of you're, you're not that important. You're not, nothing's beneath you. Um, and that there is uh, no boundaries to that, to this profession, even that I'm in now, there's no structure. It's just, all in, all the time. And so you learn how it operates. And that taught me that. And also taught me, you know, in some ways, I guess if I had to translate it to what I do now, what kind of player might be the winning kind of player? You know, like you won, right? You won in your career, you won. Like Mm -hmm. If it's a pickup game right now, your team's probably gonna win, like you win. doesn't matter how you do it, but you Mm -hmm. do it. And you see people that have that mindset. And by the way, they don't, they're not always the most normal people, right? Like Kobe, you know, God rest his soul. But that, that guy at dinner, like you, you might be like, like dude, I got to get up and go. Like he wants to, every, every conversation is a competition. Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: And, and, and I'd say, oh, Chris, that's kind of who he is. When I was taking the LSAT one year to get into law school, I remember he was shooting, in a, he was with Adidas at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on the side practicing, like we talked about, I was, I was working on my LSAT because he, mm-hmm. he said, you want to be in this uh, movie, I mean, this uh, commercial. And I think Nigel was doing it. You remember? Mm-hmm. You know who's Nigel. casting it? Yeah, Nigel, yeah, yeah, Nigel. And so, so I was sitting, and and you know, you've probably done this too. There's not really any. They're just wait. I'm waiting for my two seconds to play in this game, and they cut and film or whatever. So I have a, a bunch of free time. And Kobe was going, "What do you? Because he's always he was always angling. Like, what, what's going on? Like, like Jordan, Michael Jordan, same way. Like you watched Last Dance. He's always surveying the room. Like, where, where's the competition? Mm-hmm. That's why he had to play cards all the time and golf. Mm-hmm, like his mm-hmm. whole life, gambling, competition. Kobe's the same way. So he'd be like, what, what are you doing? And I said, I'm practice for the LSAT. Let me see that. I said, Kobe, you can't just do this. You can't just pick it up and do it. They, there's methods to how you learn these things. Like it, it was a math problem. Okay. It's called a logic game for people that are listening and went to law school. And he said, uh, let me try it. And I said, all right, fine. I said, it's a practice test. Do it. And it was about five questions. You get 25 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. And so I watched him do it. He wasn't doing it the way you're supposed, he wasn't doing it anyway, right? He was just doing it in his own head. So we check his answers and he finishes like in 15 minutes. I go, Kobe, you didn't even use all the time. He said, all right, whatever. So we check his answers and he got one right out of five. And I go, see what I'm talking about? He goes, yeah, see, I got one right. What if I had more time to study like you? I would have gotten them all right. So (laughs) it's like, you're like, what are you But that's how this guy thought and thinks. And you're kind of like, that's why he was great. Yeah. That's why he was great. And that's why you understand greatness. If you're around greatness, you see it. You don't have to even identify because that's not how I am. But I think some part of that knowledge of working around players and learning it negotiating it probably helped. So I wasn't, so when Draymond Green goes off on our coach or something like that, you can go down and say, Draymond, what are you doing? And not, because you know, Chris, most people, act like idiots when they're around professionals. They don't know what to say. Yeah. Not you, but you know, if Steph Curry was sitting here, you'd be like, hey Steph. Uh, yeah. Do, 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 what, what's it like to shoot so many threes? And he'd be like, what are you talking about, man? Like, who, who are you, what? what? Yeah, you know, but they don't know, yeah, they don't know what to say, right? What are you gonna say if Steph Curry, you, you know, so, so it's not even their fault, but you right. learn, you have to break down those barriers to have, uh, to lead in my position, you have to lead, yeah. To talk to Steve Kerr. Like you learn you're around it so much. Like you, your dad, you mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. the people you met growing up, the NBA is not an intimidating thing for you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just your life. Like people say, why does Steph Curry Clay Thompson? I go because their dad played in the NBA. It's nothing to them. Yeah. You know, like to you. If you played in the NBA, sure you would have loved it, and, and like, but but it wasn't like this mythical place. You're like, yeah, my dad played the NBA. You're like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, but those guys are the same as you, me, and everybody else. They're just really good at basketball. So, <laughs> anyways, probably help.
6: Wow, no, that's that was that's an amazing answer, Bob. Um, I, I like when you do this. I've watched a couple of your interviews that you've done, and you've really grew, grown into a guy that's really thoughtful and mindful. And and I just really respect you, my man. I really respect Appreciate you. It. Let me ask you, though, what it was like, you know, you guys signed KD, so you have three, basically, Hall of Famers, or four, or is it four? I don't know, whatever they used to say. Depends on what you want to argue about. Whatever they they used to say. How difficult was it to manage those different egos and statuses on
5: on that type of team? Yeah, I mean, it was not it wasn't. It depends on – see, see, there's guys on our team that uh, – all those guys that were on the team had individually done it all, right? Like MVP, Durant, uh, Steph, um, championships for some of our guys, money, all of them money, uh, had money, uh, respect, all-star games, all-NBA, all that stuff. Yeah. So now it's kind of like what do you do when you put it all together and what's the goal? And I think – the goal for those guys, because they've done it all, is just to win, right? Let's go win a championship. Let's win as many as we can. Yeah. The hard part with all of it is when – and I don't knock the – like I don't I don't say this to degrade the media, but media is powerful. And people are insecure. We're all insecure. So when you start pressing buttons like, well, the reason UCLA won was, was uh, just Ed O'Bannon. Like, yeah. you know, it, it, you, and if you're mm-hmm. on that team – and you're Tyus or you're Charles or Ed, you know, that you're kind of like, I, I, I kind of did some stuff too. But, but, but then you go, the media doesn't know what they're talking about because I know I helped, But then your buddy goes, hey, man, why are they giving Ed all the credit? And you go, I don't know. Ed's a good, good dude. And you're like, but, but don't you think you should be getting more? And you go, well, yeah, but we're winning. And then your wife or your parent, like, hey, man, they wrote an article that said you, your numbers are down. It's all that. Chris.
6: It's all it's, that BS. It's all that. Yeah. Like,
5: I talk about Iguodala. And we, Steve came in, Kerr, and brought Iguodala, decided to bring him off the bench. Yeah. And I said, for people to understand that, so you're a starter. you you won an Olympic gold medal. You've been an all-star. And a new coach, who's never coached, says, you got to call the bench. Mm. It ain't accepting that decision. It's accepting that decision in a very public way. So you're Iguodala. And I've talked to Andre about this. Hey, you go home that night. ESPN, Iguodala set to come off the bench. And you look at it and you're like, whatever, no big deal. I don't care what they say. Then your wife, they're bringing you off the bench, Chris. And you go, yeah, I mean, coach, you know, really? Aren't you, aren't you one of the best players? Aren't you like a top five? And, yeah, I am. But you know, huh? All right. Good night. And, and then you're going to bed. You're going, shit, should I be, should I be okay with it? And then, and then I'm interviewing you after the game. I'm the local beat writer. Hey, Chris, yeah. They're uh, bringing me off the bench. Like, and, and microphone's on. You, are you okay with this role? I mean, new coach. And you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 this is what coach wants. I, you know. Then I turn off the microphone. Chris, come on, man. This is kind of fucked up. And you go, no, no. So there's all these chances for you to say, yeah, man, it is fucked up. Yeah. Because I should be stuck, But you don't do it. You don't do it. And in the NBA Finals, we're down two-one. Coach taps you on the shoulder, and goes, "I need you to start now," and you're ready to go because you didn't feed in to the negativity and all the noise. So when he did say, "I need you to start," you go out and win Finals MVP. Mm. That is hard to do, mm. right? So for people, I'm not even saying I could do something. For people in success to not—it's why TV shows get canceled because. There's success, success. And all of a sudden, you're making more than me. Yeah. Or, or, or you get to stand in front when we get the Emmy. What are, why can't I? That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Yeah, so I it's hard. Those,
6: and,
5: yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It's people. But no, I don't blame. It was all good. I think it was great. No bad, like, one guy did this wrong or that. It's just life. Just how it goes. It's hard to keep stuff together when you have success. And you guys have done I mean...
6: I've been surprised how well you've actually managed everything up there. It's it's difficult. And, and these guys are good. You got some really good players. Steph Curry, arguably, I want your opinion
5: on this. Do you think he's the greatest right. point guard ever? What is a point guard? Like, I'm not I'm not trying to not I'll answer the question. I don't know what a point guard is anymore. Well, is so okay. How about we say so, so what, guard, do we call him a guard? Do
6: we call him a Well, leader? I don't know. What do we call him?
5: I don't know. Like, okay, you should probably should call him a point guard. I'll tell you what. Um, he, besides maybe a Magic Johnson, which you grew up watching, so did I, he, you're a basketball player. I consider you a basketball player. Thank you. As far as messing you up, on both sides of the ball, Chris, he, nobody probably ever would mess up with your head more than he does. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's a compliment. Like I've played pickup with it. It's, it's ridiculous. What the does he do? He does, what does he do? He changes the whole, you, you're first of all, if you're on defense, you're watching him. You, you, you're supposed to keep like one eye on the ball, one eye on your man, right? What's going on? It's so hard not to watch him because he, he can do things that don't make sense at a distance that don't make sense. And then people forget when he gets around the rim, his finishing percentages are unbelievable. Like his, his ability around the rim to finish for a guy that doesn't do it with power athleticism. Right. He, he messes you up because he's the guy that if you're playing pickup against, he makes a shot and you go, yeah, yeah, you can't live on that. Yeah. Like he ain't making that again. And he does it again and again and again. And then and you go, yeah, that dude had a lucky day. And then you show up at the pickup again the next day and he busts you again. And, and, you, and finally, as an athlete and as a competitor, you go, I don't know what to do with this dude. There's not many guys in the history of our game where they leave the competition, shaking their head, being like, I have no answer for this. Hmm. And he does that. Yeah. And magic, maybe in a different way, like magic physically, like guarding magic, physically different. Here's the thing. Okay. Steph, to
6: me, the way he moves without the ball. So it's the movement without the ball is probably the greatest I've ever seen at it. The jukes to get open. And then from the catch to the up, it's just like,
5: how, how is it so wet? It, 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 you know what it is? Like, if you look at, if you watch, him like, in our practice facility out behind me, if you watch him shoot, the motion, it's not... Clay's got the picture-perfect motion, like no, Clay so, does. Yeah. Steps is different. Like, it's like... It's, like an-, a, an-, it's, it's one an-, an It's an orthodox. Yeah. An- Clay's is, like... And Clay's as good as you can get with what you're talking about, which is getting it off fast. Yeah, yeah. Clay's, like, here, here. Like, here, yeah, here. Like, yeah. so... But Steps is all one motion and so soft. And, like, it's... To watch him do it, I don't know how you teach it or duplicate it. Uh, and the ways, if you looked at how many different you're taught to shoot squared up same way, the different ways he shoots and angles and speed of release. I mean, that's what Bob, doesn't make sense,
6: Bob off the bounce. I mean, f- for him to be doing that 30 feet out, the, all the combos and then just step back up fake, you know, he did. Yeah, it you know, but just yeah. like, it's just like, it, I can't believe it. It's, ten, it's years nice. and years it, of this. Yeah. And he it, continues to make
5: this. I know, it's, it's, so he's just, it, you nice. know, and, and, and you, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. If nice. you were guarding him, you, here's the other thing you would do. You would, there'd be a dead ball and you'd be, you'd be like, dude, would you just stop moving? <laughs> Like, just stop. Like, because it's hard enough to guard a guy like that with the ball. But the second he passes the ball, he's gone. Like, he's off and going. And that's as a defender, even if you're playing against somebody that can't do what he does, we all, it's easier to guard a guy that's just sitting there. But when he's moving the way he does, you're kind of like, dude, you're, stop. Like, you're bothering me. Like, Stop moving so much. <laughs> And the thing about yeah. it too is everybody's gearing
6: up for him, so the I know. whole the whole yeah. league the whole league has some type of gimmick, and you guys have adjusted yeah. been creative yeah. well, the creative yeah. offensively. Yeah. I mean it's it's been unbelievable. Um, yeah, I know. Quick update good. on um, quick update on Clay Thompson's injury. How's he doing? Yeah,
5: he uh, <laughs> he's a good dude. today. I walked in the facility and he's he's rehabbing his Achilles. Okay, and he says, um, "I said, what are you doing?" And he's got on his. Uh, on the on on this floor of his lo- right from his locker all his fan mail and he goes bro i'm responding to fan mail man <laughs> he's like i've never done this before and he was kind of laughing like this this superstar life you know playing every game iron man and now he's he can't obviously can't play this year he's it's kind of like a moment a full cycle of life like you come up you get all this fan mail yeah you go i don't got time for this You don't read it. You don't look at it. And then as you get older and wiser and life's obviously stopped for him athletically, you start reading it and you're like, all right, I got time for this now. So he's good. He's a great dude. He's um, Clay. Like, like I talked about the NBA, Clay respects the game. Like he respects the game. And Mm -hmm. I I said, I said when he got hurt again, uh, the Keelys, I said, I think people, and it's not fair to say the only two, but I think from being around the league, He, him and Derrick Rose, I said, are the two most respected players. Nobody's ever got a problem with Mm Clay. How he plays, how he competes, Mm -hmm. how he lives, how he talks. He, every player in the NBA would want to play with Clay Thompson. You can't say that about every player. I don't care. Like, even with Steph, sometimes people people hate on Steph. Yeah, for sure. Nobody hates on Clay, which is a compliment. It's a compliment. But he's doing all right. He's rehabbing.
6: And James Wiseman, uh, I know he just went down with the meniscus, but his yep. progress this season, you guys took him at the number two overall pick, had some yep. other options. Yep. Are yep. you happy with his progress yep. this season?
5: Yeah, no. I mean, you always have options. But James is, yeah, I mean, it's a long game, right? I mean, and it's tough for a center now. But James, and I don't grade players, good or bad, five, six months. We do it. You, you can do it. I just can't do it. Um and, and people do do it. I got no problem with it. It's fine. Like grade them at the end of year one, year two, year three, year four. Mm-hmm. And it changes. I think the best thing about him and big guys you know, most big guys don't love basketball. Fact. They're, they're, they're seven feet tall. They play to they're tall. And, you know, not all of them, but some many of them. of them. Yeah, some of them. Some, yeah, a decent. I mean, represent some of the guys I did, like it's not the most important thing in their life. It's a job. And it's a good job. It pays a lot of money. But they don't bleed it. They don't, like, need it. It's a, It's like they. 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 They grew up. Some coach was like, "You gotta play basketball. You're six ten. Okay, I guess I'll go play basketball." Yeah. You and I went. Whether I was going to be six feet or six five or six two or six eight, I was going to play basketball. Wherever mm-hmm. it ended, it ended. I just loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for him, he does love it, and I. I. So far, he's shown he loves the work, and I've never met a player that has that talent, and puts in the work that doesn't succeed. But he's gonna. He's gonna. Now he's hurt, so he's got to put in the work. And that's mental work. That's physical. And, and I think he'll put it all together. But it's going to be a lot on him to put the time in. But I'm betting that he will. I think he will. So you see that he has that, the, the, the obsessiveness yeah, about yeah, working? Chris, yeah. If you were playing with him, you'd come over. Here's what you'd say. You'd say, dude, that guy's talented. But he's got to figure out the game a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And you, But you would know. Like one skill, I think you knew innately how to play and what to do um but you weren't seven feet tall with a 35 inch vertical and like <laughs> that kind of t- seven you know, eight, eight wingspan seven yeah we don't get it all like we don't so his part is he just gotta learn and grow and play more he's gotta play more basketball and, and he knows that and we know that and so that's the hard part about the injury um wanting him to be able to play finish season do summer league because he didn't get summer league he didn't get training camp and so that's the toughest part um because he needs to be he needs to play yeah. He needs to play basketball. So that'll, that'll be a key part of his growth. Um, absolutely. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports
1: talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
3: Visit paramountplus.com slash the shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto renews. Restrictions apply.
6: Kelly Oubre, Andrew Wiggins, they've been playing well as of late. It's you guys have been on this push to play for that play in spot. Uh, what do you guys got to do to close it out over the next, you know, to the end of the season to uh, be in a position wow. to
5: compete? Playoffs? Um, we, we need Steph. I don't think we, I don't know that we need him to score 40, or maybe we do. Is this, um, is this, ta-
6: he's got the tailbone? Is it lingering? Yeah, but or- that's,
5: that's, he's, he's over. I mean, that's pretty much in the past. It, okay. It's maybe slightly there, but, okay. but overall, he's good. Um, okay. What we need to do, play smart. We got a lot. We, like a lot of teams, we used to have this huge margin for error, big margin. When, when you had Durant and all these guys, we could play bad and win. We can't, we can't, excuse me, we can't play bad and win now. We play good. Um, the best teams in the league, a bad night still gets him a, 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 a W. Instead of winning by fifteen, they won by five. Mm-hmm. We can't do that. So we got to play well. We got to show up. We got to be mentally prepared. We got to give it an effort. And guys, got to make shot. You know the whole deal. But but it, things don't go your way. You know, make mistakes. You're probably going to lose. We just don't have that cushion without clay, on the team. Um, but we we like our spot now. We got a lot of games at home, Chris. We got we've been better at home. We got nine after tonight. We played tonight uh, in Washington. Um, we got nine of thirteen at home. So we'll okay. see. Hopefully we can keep the momentum going.
6: Yeah. And you guys, I think you guys will, man. You guys are in a good spot.
5: Um, As you sit there with your Lake Show shirt on and your a, L.A. Dodge. I mean, come on. I, I is, you don't have is, to pretend. This is can't <laughs> be L.A.
3: I'm not pretending. I want to know about our
6: competition, man. All right.
5: There you go. Right, yeah, it's good. No, That's come good, on, Bob. Man. I'm
6: proud of you. Bob, uh, Bob i Bob, Bob, t- tell me something, though. Tell me something. What is your absolute most favorite
5: part about working in the NBA? The people, um, the people I met and, and competition. Like, you know, I know you, you like competition. Um, you get to compete, and, but, but it's hard, man. Cause you lose a lot. I mean, we won a lot. I got lo- pretty lucky with that, but you know, you go home after loss, bad loss, you make mistakes. i made mistakes. You do good things. You do bad things. Living with that stuff, like not waking up at three in the morning, um, but the, but when you do well and you make a good call or you, or you work with people you like, getting to know our coaches. I mean, Steve Kerr is going to be a friend for, for, for life. And mm-hmm. the players I've met, um, I told Draymond that he was talking about the other day about a teammate, and I said, like, why don't you call him? Because they had to have a conversation about something. Mm-hmm. I said, if you can't call him after all you've been through, then that's your fault. Mm-hmm. Then you got what? What do you have then? You got rings sitting in your lock in your in your, in your uh, safe. Like, mm-hmm. What is that? Like, if you and I, and we, I mean, if I didn't, couldn't do this with you, what was the point? You know, if I can't see Charles or Ed or this or that, like, if I don't have a relationship with Lavin and Coach Herrick, what was the point of it all? So what? So what, I, I can walk around and be like, we were champions. You talk to those guys ever? No. No. Nah. Don't even know <laughs> any of them. I don't like those dudes. Like, society, this is what people don't, when we went 73 and 9 outside here, in the, there's a banner. Yeah. We had the best record. I don't think that record is going to get broken, by the way. Okay. But we lost in championship. Yeah. Many people. Many people. That's a failure. That's a failure. You didn't win the championship. And I go, I listen to that because we're all vulnerable. And I said, I, I don't think so. I said, that's pretty hard to, to put a team together that's going to win more regular season games in the history of the NBA. And I said, that's hard to do. And then I was telling our coach, I said to Steve, I said, I get to decide what that means, right? Like you and I get to decide what that UCLA championship means. You get to decide what it means for you. Yeah. I get to decide what it means for me. That's all that matters. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks about it except for what you think about it and what I think about it. But what I think about any success is the people. Like in 10 years if I if I see that restaurant you're I'm sitting down with you. What's up? What are you up to? Remember this, remember that. If we hated each other or I didn't know you or get yeah. to know you, then what the hell is it? So it's the relationships, Chris. It's not I don't have a picture on my house. I don't have a trophy wall. I got nothing. I got the fact that if I need to talk to you, I can pick up the phone. If I want to talk to Kevin or Steph or Clay or Draymond or Steve or anybody, David West, who played, anybody. I can do that. That's the gift. Other than that, money. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, you're not kidding. It must be nice, Bob. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, Bob, I just
6: got a couple more questions. I, I, I know you got things to do. Just as far as how – and I know that you probably – I probably know the answer to this, but will the Warriors win another NBA championship in the next five years?
5: Oh, boy. I hope so. Um, You got to get lucky. You got to be healthy. Um, I'll tell you what. We have guys that have – they know the way. Does that make sense? They know the way. That matters. Um, There's a big – when you haven't ever done it, you always wonder if you can. Mm. In, does that make sense? Like, like yeah. if you were a college coach, you could look at the team, but like, guys, I've done it. I've been a part of it. I know what it takes.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: That's powerful. Um, to have, the most important thing is to have players that have done it. Mm-hmm. Because I can promise you, there's so many moments in the journey where it's, it could fall off. But like one year we were down twice in the Western Conference Finals, game six and seven to Houston, good Houston teams, by 10, halftime. Yeah, And people are like, oh, you were just better. No, no. If our fabric was weaker, we lose one of those games. And, and people are like, how do you know? I go, I walk in the locker room at halftime. I look around. No panic. No blame.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: No letting go of the rope. So, Chris, yeah, I mean, I can picture a championship again because of Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. I know who they are in those championship moments. They ain't going to – they're not <laughs> – you know, not even me – praising them. You've seen it too. Yeah, you yeah, know who know they are. We know what time are. it is. We know what yeah, time, it time it is with the Warriors. They know. So, so brothers. So, okay. I'm betting on that. Now, look, people say you get older. and say, I'm still betting on them. You got to stay healthy, but nobody would want to play. You got to beat those. It's like a boxer, right? You got to knock him out. He's not going to throw in the towel. You got to knock him out. And it's going to be a long, heavy, heavyweight fight. It's going to last 12 rounds.
6: And, and you know
5: what? Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll
6: see. Yeah, I wouldn't bet against you guys. That's for Dango short. Full strength, a full strength.
5: Clyde, yeah, it's a F, yeah.
6: Dre They've
5: been there.
6: Yeah, Vendor. yeah. Oh, yeah. Been there. Um, yeah. So we'll see. No, yeah, we'll see. We'll sure. see. Wish you guys luck. Although you know, we over here with Chris no, you stuff. don't. I see what you're um, wearing. Stop right that, um, <laughs> Bob. I got. I got one more question, and then I'll let sure. you go. Um sure. The George Floyd child the trial. Derek Chauvin yep. found guilty. Yep. Um right. The NBA and your organization have been, you know, very outspoken about their support and right. a- advocacy against situations like this from happening. Talk a little bit about that, the community involvement of the Warriors organization and just comments on this, the trial and where we yeah. are as a nation.
5: Yeah, well, we're better than we were, but we're not, I don't think we're good enough. Um, we all, you know, we, we all have to acknowledge how far we have to go is that was what i would say and that starts with making decisions like it starts with holding people accountable it starts with being honest and and it starts with raising your hand and saying i need to know more i need to do more um i heard a great story where i was talking to a guy i know in our community who i've reached out to uh locally to understand race better right like i could talk to you and you could be like i used to talk to iguodala on our team and he's like, have you ever walked into a store and felt like people were looking like you were going to steal something? Mm. And I was like, no. And he goes, do you know how many times that's happened to me? And you, maybe, you'd say, wow, you understand what a gift that is? Like, you get in the elevator, the woman grabs her purse. You know what that feels like? I'd be like, no. So, So there's that. But the other part is there's understanding how – life works and how it is and and just having that knowledge and trying to be better at that. But then there's moments where this guy was telling me his wife was in a law school class and they were, the the professor was teaching a course on property. And he showed a scene, I think from Amistad, where he referenced slaves, people as property. Mm -hmm. And it was so um, irresponsible and so wrong on every level And she wished, in hindsight, she was was a black woman, that she had had the strength to raise her hand and say, this is bullshit. Like, you can't do this. Like, this is wrong. Like, why are you doing this? Why are you showing this scene? Like, this isn't right. This isn't good. Like, don't use this as an example. Like, this is bad. And she said, but the next step is, why didn't any of my classmates, white, black, brown, why didn't they raise their hand? And say it's wrong. And that really hit me with like being not guilty of doing something doesn't mean you're not guilty. Does that make sense? You're culpable. Yeah. Like you understand, like being an observer as far- is not enough. You have to be a participant. Right. And so I've learned from an organizational standpoint, from an individual standpoint, just because I don't think I'm racist, that's not enough. Understand? Like that's not enough. For me, that's not enough for society. Um, Well, I didn't do anything wrong. I I like black people. That's pathetic. If you think about it, like that's not it. So learning individually that it takes a step forward, right? Like standing still, Chris, even if I'm not doing anything wrong, is wrong. So I think what we've all learned, I I hope, is at least that, like this ain't going to change you as a black guy and as a black community, it's not fair for me to go, you gotta figure this out. It's fair for you to be like, can we get some fucking help? Can you help me? Like, we're not the majority here. Like, can you, can you help me here? Yeah. So I think once we all have woken up to that, then it becomes about what are you gonna do? So sure. for us, it's programs in our community it's it's educating ourselves. It's giving opportunities. It's putting Black people in leadership positions. It's all the things we ought to do a better job of, um, and we could go on and on and on. But in the in the trial specifically, like yeah, that's the like you should pay for that. I mean, obviously, you know that's justice served. I mean, that's 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 it's so sad that it's it, you shouldn't take a death. It, it right. It took a, it took someone losing it's their life. Why a death? Like a death is not correct it's not death is certain it's done like you can't that's it the law it doesn't change this punishment doesn't bring someone back to life that's the hard part um but yeah we all gotta i appreciate you asking about it but we we all have a long way to go
6: yeah we do and i think uh we'll get there but like you say it's going to take everyone and not just you know standing around we need active participants to get the job done but bob Thank you so much for your time yeah. today, my man. Uh, God, this, yeah, this been come to a, a awesome game. Come to a
5: game up here. I
6: would like to, but whenever Don't wear I wear that,
5: but whenever Don't I come up there, you never invite me anywhere. And Don't wear I, you that. Never sure. return my calls. I, I can't. I can't put you in the. I can't put you in the gym. With something like that. I'm not gonna wear this if I come up to the uh, what are uh, you guys at the Chase Center? The Chase Center. The Chase Center. You can wear a Dodgers hat if you want. Okay, but that good. that might get me beat up though. So I gotta. No, they're pretty nice. It's not that you know. It's, uh, <laughs> oh, they're not LA it's like fans. Like the Lakers. No, no, LA fans don't beat you up either. They, we're not, no, they don't. They used to. Either. They used to. Yeah, in- LA's fan, you know, it's a nice society. It's a good good deal up there. Those tickets are expensive, too. Yeah, we've evolved. So, All right. Yeah, you've evolved. You've evolved. So it's good All talking right. to you, Chris. Good talking to you, good, good too, talk bud. To you. Good talking right, to you, too,
1: man.
0: With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
1: You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear.
3: The wait is over. The shy is back on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the south side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner